All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Monday. Let's talk about Kevin Falcon, the former Liberal Finance Minister. Worst kept secret in B.C. politics. He's mm-hmm. going to announce tonight, 7 o'clock, Facebook Live, that he's running for the B.C. Liberal Party leadership. Everyone anticipated this was coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming tonight. He's going to be a guest on the show tomorrow. Good. His first interview after he announces tonight, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., he'll be my first guest on tomorrow's show. What are you anticipating over the Falcon candidacy for the Liberal leadership? Well, I clearly think he's the guy to beat. I, yeah. I can't. I think he's basically got, got a lock on this thing. But it is a you know sign up uh, a membership drive. But uh, again, Falcon's got a lot of uh, stature in the party. I think he brings a lot of game to this. Uh, I wouldn't discount him if I was the NDP. Uh, no, they're going to brand him as a throwback to the Campbell era and a guy who cut spending here and there. But. I think his record as a cabinet minister was fairly impressive. He, you know, he pushed through the Canada line. Uh, he overrode a couple of small town mayors and said, "No, we're going to get this thing done." Uh, his term as healthcare minister, uh, the NDP tried to paint him as a right wing bogeyman. That did not play out. And when he was uh, health minister, spending increased considerably on his watch. So again, I think, and he's a good communicator, well liked. I've known him a long time. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna freshen up that party, and I think he realized, from what I can tell, he realizes their their serious shortcomings, which is that they're not diverse, they're not gender equitable. Uh, he's gonna f- uh, build a team around. But he's him. an old white guy. Yeah, but he's gonna bring. So won't they want the NDP say, "Oh, this is the same old, same old." This guy well, is John like, Horgan's an old white guy. So well, yeah, but they're gonna say, "Well, this guy is was Gordon Campbell's right hand man." Yeah, you know, this is just same old, will, but, same but, old, but, same but, old from the liberals. Falcon will surround himself with new faces, yeah. new, new ethnically diverse faces. A lot of women. He's gonna have, uh, and I think he gets the fact that the liberals really. Uh, dropped the ball by losing the suburbs of uh, Metro Vancouver. He now lives in North Vancouver. He's no longer in Surrey. Uh, look for him to push uh, messages to the the suburban voters of Metro Vancouver, and that includes having a more diverse team surrounding him. Okay, let's listen to a little uh, video that his campaign put out yesterday, and you'll hear the voice here of uh, uh, Pruneet Sandar, who is a former liberal candidate, who they had high hopes for her mm-hmm. as, a, as a young lawyer. Um, who failed to break through in Surrey in the last election. Mm-hmm. This is the big problem with this party is they, they got beat in the suburbs of Metro yep. Vancouver by John Horgan. And you'll also hear here former Surrey Mayor Diane Watts, who uh, finished second in the last Liberal leadership contest, and mm-hmm. she's endorsing Kevin Falcon. So have a listen to this here. Are you ready? Get set. Join us for a special announcement tomorrow at 7 p.m. Join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Falcon. BC. See you there. Okay. Okay. So he's got Diane Watts with him, which I think is significant. Oh yeah. And he's done a lot of outreach. I've talked to a lot of people in the party. Said he's reached out everywhere in the little party. People on board. One of the immediate challenges he faces is the challenge faced by all opposition parties, and that is simply being heard right now. I mean, people. There's far more interest in what the, the uh, COVID-19 case number is going to be today rather than Kevin Falcon's leadership. Well, this is a long campaign, though, right? I mean, this yep. liberal leadership, I don't think, it's not until next year, right? Yeah, so it it's really, doesn't really matter today. It's, it's once we get past this pandemic, once we get uh, our, our double dose, we're gonna, politics will be uh, refocused. Right now, politics has sort of disappeared, but it'll come back, and, and Falcon is going to be a formidable opponent for John Horgan. Yeah, I agree with you. I, the NDP are already attacking him, of course, saying, well, this this was Gordon Campbell's right-hand man. He was a cost-cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a ruthless finance minister. 
They're going to say he cut health care, which he didn't do. He cut education, which he didn't do. He just didn't increase health and education spending as much as the NDP wanted him to. But they're going to paint him as this sort of ruthless cost cutter. Uh, after he left politics, he got into real estate development. Mm-hmm. They're going to paint him as this guy's is downtown developer. Vancouver developer. That's who he is. Well, they painted Gordon Campbell as a downtown developer, and yeah. um, he, Campbell had considerable success at the at the uh, at election. So, again, that that's a traditional uh, um, sort of painting that the uh, political party is going to do to each other. But again, I don't think the clock starts ticking until next year. Right, but I think he would put up a real good fight against Horgan. Yeah, he's also be interesting how he finds his way into the legislature. Um, someone would have to quit from the Liberal Caucus, uh, and then John Horgan can sit on his hands for six months. He doesn't have to call a by-election for a long time. So Falcon, you know, he's not going to be leader until next year if he wins this thing. And then uh, again, it'll be which he will win, right? I mean, he's. The, I can't see how he loses. I yeah. mean, but again, you know, um, you've got other candidates. Gavin Du is running. Um, there'll be others as well, but uh, you'd have to think Falcon and. You know, it would be, be quite shocking to see him lose. Okay. Uh, get set to call me on that with your thoughts on Kevin Falcon. He will announce tonight that he's running for the liberal leadership. He'll be my guest on tomorrow's show. Keith, let's talk about the pandemic and the uh, vaccine rolling out really quickly here in B.C. now. Here's Sally Otto from UBC uh, talking about British Columbians quickly getting vaccinated. We have had one of the fastest rollouts recently, Um, just this meteoric rise in the vaccinations, which is fantastic to see. This week sometime we'll overtake the United States and have more than 50% of our population vaccinated, which is fantastic. Okay. Well, it's it's uh, the first fifty percent is going to be a lot easier uh, to be vaccinated than the next thirty percent. That's the concern: is that we may start slowing down, and because people are not registering for vaccines uh, at the same speed that we saw before, it was you know one thing for older people to get vaccinated. A lot of people in long term care, and a lot of people older people have are more in sync with the healthcare system because of they're old and they need to access it more. So when they're told to get a vaccine, they go get a vaccine. People in their 20s and 30s don't have that same um, experience with the healthcare system because they just simply don't have to access it as much because they're much healthier. And that's the concern is to try to get the 20s, 30s, and 40-year-olds uh, registered to get the vaccine because we're getting a lot of vaccine. A lot of people in their 20s and 30s will think, "Oh, I don't, I don't. There's no rush. You know, it's going to be weeks before they get to me." That's not the case. There's going to be so much. Uh, there's three million doses coming in May and June, and that means. Pretty well. Anyone who needs wants a vaccine can get one very quickly. Okay, that's why you see a big push from the government here now to register. Register, register, to register, register is Adrian yeah. Dix's mantra right now. Yeah. Get again, get yourself in the queue so you can get that jab in a relatively quick fashion. Where fifty percent is not herd immunity. We need more than that. And it's eighteen and older, right? My yep. oldest son is eighteen. He just signed up. He's got Good. his appointment to get the vaccine this morning. He was very happy about well, when's that. When's his appointment? Uh, May twenty sixth. Well, see, see, that's how quick this can occur. He's eighteen yeah. years old. Yeah. And, you know, a relatively short period of time, he's going to get his vaccine, which is great news. Later this week, we're going to get, even perhaps today, we're going to get news of the 12 to 17-year-olds, how they're going to get vaccinated and when they can register. That's going to happen very quickly. Right, because federal authorities are saying it's okay to take the vaccine 12 and over, right? Pfizer. So, okay, and you expect the BC BC to announce it? Yep. People 12 and older can get it this 12, week. 12 to 17 this week, we expect, yeah. and, yeah. and how they will get it. Um, I know they're wearing various options. The I think the older age cohort, another 16 and 17 year olds, will likely go to uh, the clinics. There may be some in school for younger people, but they're still working on that. Okay, speaking of May 26, around the long weekend, people looking ahead to that long, that, uh, long weekend in May, 
that could be the end of the restrictions, right? Well, Maybe. it could be. I I don't know. I mean, I've been tracking the numbers, obviously, for 14, 15 months now. We, our case numbers are going down every week, but they're... There's still, you know, more than 500 a day on average, and, oh. and if the trends continue, we'll be about 400 a day come the long um, uh, Victoria Long Day weekend. Is that enough? Is that low enough to re- ease restrictions? Are 300 people in hospital enough? Is that low enough to ease restrictions? Uh, is 130 people in ICU low enough? I would I would argue that that's probably not low enough <coughs> to ease restrictions. I still I, I'm betting that these restrictions will continue on for at least another week. Okay, we continue to see some uh, beach parties going on in Vancouver. We saw more reports yeah. of that on the weekend and some unruly parties happening. Uh, here's John Cooper, member of the Vancouver Park Board uh, Commissioner, Vancouver Park Commissioner, uh, talking about these beach parties and how they can be policed. Here he is. It really is a collective thing when you have large numbers. You know, there's not a lot of park rangers that we have on, on staff. So they do a great job, but they have limited resources. So public safety is really the domain of the VPD and uh, we rely on their support. Okay, so he's saying that it's not up to the park board, it's up to the cops. No, it shouldn't be up to the park board. I mean, they're, not, they're not professionally trained to disperse a thousand people who may involve alcohol and unruly behavior. The uh, Vancouver police have the training to do that, so it is unreasonable to expect the park board to, to enforce this. It was interesting to see the police move in on the weekend in a way they didn't move before, because Kennedy Stewart, if you recall, a couple weeks ago, wrote a letter to the uh, uh, Van, uh, VPD saying he wanted more enforcement, and that's what he got on the weekend. Okay, and the province now moving to tie unpaid fines to renewing your driver's license. As we suspected for weeks. Yeah. So that was going to be the main uh, lever that Mike Farnworth was going to pull. And sure enough, that's that's what's happening. Now, again, it may not deter a lot of people because you, you renew your driver's license, what, every five years or yeah. something? So, um, but again, that's that's a significant move. If you need to renew your license, you got to pay that fine. All right, welcome back. Keith Baldry, it's Baldry's Beat. Your calls to him. Let's go right to your phone calls. Benny in Abbotsford. Hey, Benny. Hi there. Uh, Kevin Falcon may be the Liberals' choice, but he's not the people's choice. He has no personality. He's not a people person. He was too aggressive. He was too mean. And he needs, A, to take some lessons in how to deal with people. Horrigan well, wipe him right out because <laughs> Oregon is a well-liked politician. All right. Okay, Benny. Thanks, well, Benny. Always good to hear from you. Well, you Talk, know, I mean, this is, that's, the, that's the way the NDP will frame this guy. They will say he is cold. He is a heartless Vancouver de- real estate developer. He is a mean guy. That's the way they'll try to paint him. But, you know, I'm already hearing from people in the Liberal Party are saying they're more impressed with this guy and his ability to outreach and, and connect yeah, with people I've, I've, than, than uh, Wilkinson ever oh, was. For sure. And I've known, you and I have known Falcon for a long time. Yeah. He is, he is a, an outgoing, exuberant guy. He's not, he's not a, a cold fish by any means. I mean, he is a people, uh, he does have that people person skill. So again, you have to be very wary of trying to pigeonhole this guy on that type of basis. Well, he may trigger some people who just think he's a, I mean, he's a right wing. He's a very conservative guy. He's a right wing. He's, he's very conservative, but he didn't prove to be as right wing as a cabinet minister as he yeah. was back in the nineties when he was organizing those anti NDP rallies. Have you had recall. enough yet? Have rallies? you had enough yeah. yet? A total recall, that type yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah. which was pretty hard edged. He seemed to soften a bit when he was a cabinet minister. Let's go to Jeff and Langley. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. I, uh, you know, I'm a federal conservative, and I've always supported the Liberals. But you know, I got to be honest. Uh, I think Horgan's doing a job. Like he's governing from the center, 
there's no activism that's really influencing him at all. And I, and I really like that. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the uh, anybody but Watts campaign that that DeYoung and uh, Wilkinson launched during the last leadership. So I, you know, I think personally, I've never, ever voted NDP, never thought I would. But if Horgan's the, uh, the premier, I think I'd vote for him. Okay, a couple of calls there, like in Horgan. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, as long as Horgan and the NDP stick to the center, which they've been doing, the pandemic has forced them into doing that. By and large, but there, well, even before the pandemic, it was clear they were not an activist government like they were in the 90s, which left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, there was more ideology attached to the 1990s NDP government. There's not a lot of ideology attached to this government, which, which I think is their, their sort of, uh, um, you know, hidden back pocket prize right now. If they can stick to that position, that's going to be harder for them, to, for the liberals to move them off that perch. Okay, let's go to Doug on the line in Delta. Hey, Doug. Hey guys, uh, just wondering if uh, what their take is basically the liberal government on in 2009 approximately. Kevin Falcon came out and of course they did a bunch of seismic upgrades at the tunnel, and uh, he said, "Oh, the tunnel's good for the next 50 years." And of course yeah, now yeah. the last few years the they're ranting on about, "Oh, we need a new replacement, new replacement for the br- a new bridge, etc." You know, the NDP government has canceled the tunnel replacement project. So I'm no, you're right, I'm you're right. What his, what his take, he personally was the minister responsible for that mm. and said the tunnel will be good for the next 50 years. Well, I'm you're right. What his take will be on that. You've got a good memory, and uh, thank you for that. I'll, I will ask him about that tomorrow. No, he did at one point yeah. say that they could uh, they could upgrade the Massey Tunnel and make it last for another 50 years. Trying to figure out the future yeah. of the Massey Tunnel is sort of flummoxed both parties. The, the NDP yeah. is says, oh, we're going we're gonna to twin the tunnel, but the, no no. Well, then Christy, Cl- Christy Clark came in and said, no, forget Forget, forget yeah. uh, fixing a tunnel. I want a bridge. I want something bigger. So bigger. It was a massive bridge. And yeah. it'll be I don't think either party has settled on exactly what the future is for that thing. John in Parksville. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, um, Kevin Falcon uh, can uh, ask Rich Coleman for some advice on how to raise funds for the government. How come you guys aren't <laughs> doing any stuff on the uh, money laundering? Well, we've done, I don't know, we've done tons of stuff on money laundering, but... Rich Coleman was on is the he, is, all did, last week. Did Falcon, though, get burned on the money laundering stuff? Not as much. Not, not that I can see. No. no. He never had line I mean, responsibility. The, ND, the NDP will stick it to him on this stuff, though. I mean, all the liberal baggage, they will try to pin to him. Oh, of course they will, but um, I'm not sure how much of that stuff's going to stick to him. Danny, it's Wasson. Hey, Danny. Hello. Hi. Um, hi. I'm just calling um, regarding the vaccine vaccine registration. I was I'm fully vaccinated. I got them both in California. Um, now I'm not registered here at all. Am I supposed to register for anything, or, no, or what's the no. deal? No, you got you got both doses. You're fine. Okay, it's not like so you're going to get not... four doses. You you got both no, your no, doses. No, <laughs> no. I don't want any more, but. Um, but who knows what happens next year? That's great that you're fully vaccinated. That's great you're fully vaccinated. We, you know, we may go through another round of vaccinations, as Mike says, next year. We don't know. This could be an annual thing, it like a flu shot. Like the flu shot, and it could be it could be uh, required uh, in terms of medical advice. But you got your two doses, you're fine. 